Welcome to Wisdom of the Masters, Hasidic Pearls on the Parsha. Today we're going to venture into a teaching from Menachem Nachum Tversky of Chernobyl, the first Chernobyl Rebbe. No, and he was a student of the Balshemtov and the Balshemtov's disciple, the Magad of Mezrich, and one of the early pioneers of the Hasidic movement, who began a great dynasty in Ukraine, and that was exists until today in Square. There's a town in uh, upstate New York known as Square Town. It's uh, literally a replica of a Hasidic. European shtetl and uh, several other Hasidic dynasties today are descendants of him. And there are those that say that the um, the meltdown in Chernobyl, the nuclear reactor that exploded in Chernobyl in the in the late 1900s, was actually the second nuclear explosion in Chernobyl. The first being the Hasidic teachings of the of Menachem Nachem of Chernobyl. So his book that we're going to look at today, is Sefer, is called Meore Nayim, which means the light of the eyes, and it goes through the Torah portion through the lens of Hasidic mysticism. So let's take a look at what he says on this week's Parsha. Um, so this week's Parsha, Vayera, talks about the events after Avraham gave himself a bris, a circumcision at the end of last week's Parsha. And this is really one of my favorite uh, parshas. There's some amazing, amazing teachings right here. But uh, we'll, let's let's see what he has to share with us. The parsha begins, "Vayera elav Hashem," and Hashem appeared to him. It does not say who the him is. However, we know that that's Avraham that it's talking about. Ve'elone Mamre in the plains of Mamre. The Mamre is a person, one of Avraham's friends. And these were his plains, his fields that Avraham was was sinning in. We're going to see a different meaning of those words momentarily. Vahu Yosef Pesach Ol, and he was sitting on the entrance to his tent, Kachom Hayom, in the heat of the day. Visa Einav, and he lifted up his eyes. Vayar, and he saw Shlosha Anashim, three men. And we'll find out who those three men are also in a moment. There are different interpretations of who those three men. But the simple explanation is that they were three travelers. And the Torah reveals that those travelers were actually three angels, three malachim. And he saw Shaloshim Anashim, three men, Nitzavimlav, who were standing next to him, Vayarev, Yaretz. And he, he saw and he got up and ran. Likrosom. To greet them, from the entrance of the tent, and he bowed down towards the ground. Now, the the Rebbe is going to share with us a teaching from the Zohar. The Zohar is one of the the great works of of Kabbalah, really the primary text of all Kabbalistic teachings. And the Zohar says something quite shocking, quite astounding. The Zohar says, "Who were these three men?" That Avraham saw in the distance, Avraham Yitzchak Yaakov. He saw a vision of himself and his future son, who had not been born yet, and of his grandson Yaakov. Avraham Yitzchak and Yaakov. 
So obviously, it's teaching us something very profound. It can't be a simple explanation. What do you mean? He saw himself. So he begins with a concept that is a foundational concept in all of Hasidic teachings that the Torah is speaking to every person in every generation because it is eternal. It's not just telling us stories, it's telling us messages for us in our own time, in our own life. Really, Hashem is found not only everywhere, in every place, in every generation, but in every person. Afilu, even the greatest sinner. How does he know that? Because for every sinner, the proof, he says, is that every Russia, every sinner, has moments of Hiri Tshuva, where he has thoughts, sparks of inspiration to return to Hashem, to do good. And in fact, according to Hasidic teachings, those thoughts of Tshuva are every single day, that every one of us, every one of us on our level, actually has God's divine inspiration that is reverberating in the recesses of our subconscious every day. The, the Baal, Baal Shem Tov explains that there is a voice that echoes out from Mount Sinai, says in the Talmud, that says, return to me my wayward children. And the Baal Shem Tov explains that that voice, what do you mean? Who's hearing that voice? He says, your soul is hearing that voice. And whenever a person out of nowhere suddenly has a thought to come closer, to do better. It's their soul picking up on that hidden message and it's going deeper into your conscious mind and causing you to want to become better. So that's happening every day according to the Baal Shem Tov and according to the Talmud. And the fact that the greatest sinner is having that just like the greatest sadik, the greatest righteous person, he says, is a proof that Hashem is appearing to everyone, each and every one of us, even the greatest sinner. And when a person listens to this voice and he lifts up his mind and begins to actually repent, to improve himself, at what point are my actions going to get to the level of the actions of my forefathers? So the Talmud says, and this is an expression from the Talmud, that everyone should be asking themselves, how can I be as great as my forefathers, Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov? Meaning we each have the potential to be as great as them. We just have to begin to listen to that hidden voice, that hidden prophecy that's that's calling out to us, return to me, Shem says, come close. We just have to become sensitive and then take the first step to become to come closer. So what, what does it mean to be like the Avos, like the forefathers? He quotes a, a saying from, from the Talmud, Ki ha'avos hein hein merkava, the forefathers were chariots. What does that mean to be chariots? So simple one explanation is that they were chariots for the divine presence. The divine presence dwelled in them and rode them. Ma hu hamerkava. What is 
a chariot. Hasus, tafolarochev, the horse is subservient to the rider. Vena rochev, tafolasus, the rider is not subservient to the horse because then you're running wild. Shelechasus, lamakam shiyirza, because he's able to carry the, take the horse to the place that he wants to go. Vyanig also, lenahar, or lamakomos mitonafos, and he could take that horse into dirty places, but he himself is above the horse. Rakshaholik lamakam shiratzon. So, so, so it's not that the horse can take him wherever it wants to go. Rather, he drives the horse to the place that he wants it to go. So a chariot is something that is nullified to the will of the rider. Now, typically when a person is... Um, living an unmindful life, their body is really calling the shots. And that's akin to having your horse driving you, letting your horse take you where it wants to go, as opposed to you asserting your higher will upon your body, upon your horse. So the Rebbe continues, when a person is a Merkava, when a person becomes a chariot for Hashem, for God, he goes in the place that, that his, his higher divine will, his soul, his spiritual will wants him to go. That he is now guided by God's will and not by his lower base animalistic wills. And that's the idea of the forefathers being chariots. And that's the idea of us yearning to be like the forefathers. Now the Rebbe is going to do something incredible. We mentioned a few weeks ago that the Hasidic Rebbe's are famous for taking words a little bit out of context and changing the meaning of words to show and reveal hidden meanings. So, and this is what it means that Hashem appeared to him. It says to him, it doesn't say who it's talking to. Because it's talking about each and every one of us. That Hashem appears to us. Where? In the fields of Mamre. What does that mean? Elone means strength. And Mamre means rebellion. So when does Hashem appear to each of us? Even in the height of our rebellion against Him. Even though a person is rebelling against God, they're disconnected from their soul. They're disconnected from God's will. They're, they're giving in to their horse. Their horse is running wild, taking them to all sorts of physical places, to places of pure physical temptation, not to selfishness, to anger, to, to things that are not connected to God's will. Nonetheless, God still appears to those people. How? In that hidden voice that says, return to me, come back to me. And he points out that that voice is appearing to people at all moments of their life. And in a, in a related piece, a few pages later, he says that the Talmud says that if a person marries, oh, uh, if a man marries a woman, and he says that the marriage is conditioned upon him being a tzaddik gamor, a perfect, righteous person. And then afterwards, we find out the guy is the biggest lowlife. He's not righteous at all. 
So you would think that the marriage is nullified, that it never took place. However, the Talmud concludes that we are concerned that perhaps there was a momentary thought of tshuva that went up in his mind at that moment, that he had just a thought of tshuva. And in that thought, it means that he was a tzaddik at that moment, and therefore they are married. The marriage is good. So he says that if all it takes is a thought of repentance, all it takes is a, a glimmer of desire to come close to God, to make a person into a tzaddik. So he said, based on this teaching from the Baal Shem Tov, every moment, every person is having that. Every person has that thought, that, that, that divine voice that says, come back to me, my wayward children. So he said, so there's no such thing as a sinner. Because everyone really has that thought deep in the recess of the mind. So he concludes that it's not enough just to have that thought. You have to bring that thought into a little bit deeper than just the glimmer of that, that voice that we hear, that divine voice. We have to bring it into, the, what's into our own mind, into our consciousness in order for it to count. So, so he says that, every, that when a Jew is, finds himself at the, at the height of rebellion, Hashem appears to him and he says, come close to me. So, Vahu Yoshev Pesach Ohel, and Avram was sitting at the entrance to his tent, Perish, so that Poschim Lo Pesach, that they open up a gate for him, a gate to return, a gate to return to the Ohel, to the tent. The tent represents the house of prayer. We're going to learn in a few weeks that, that Yaakov was an Ish who, who dwelled in tents, because the tent represents the place of study. That they'll open up for you a gateway to return, to come close. Kachom hayom, in the height, in the heat of the day. Kashabolo hislavus hirhurichuva, when it comes to you, this spark of desire to come close, to repent, is like the heat of the day, the, the hot, the heat of passion to return. And hayom, the heat of the day, refers to this moment, this very moment we can return. We don't have to wait till tomorrow, this very moment. Is an opportunity, and then the the, the verse continues. V'yisa enav, Avram lifted up his eyes. Perish, k'shemagbia haseichel shalo. All it takes is when you ha hear that voice of Hashem in the subconscious of your mind that says, "Come back to you, to me." When the soul hears that voice and you bring it down into a hear her tshuva, a thought of repentance. Now it's up to you to lift yourself up to follow that thought, to to lift up your eyes towards your mind, the intellect, not let your body run wild, your horse, but to take, to return to the seat of consciousness, to the mind, the rider who's supposed to be controlling your horse. Vayera, and he saw, Vayar, and he saw, Vahine Shlosha Nashim, he saw three men in the, in the distance. We said that in the name of the Zohar, that this refers to Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. Rotzelomer, Shuhu, Madregas Ha'avos, Shumerkavalishmo. It's referring to the forefathers who are the, as we mentioned, the chariot for God. A person has to lift their mind up, their eyes up, and see, I could be just like them. I could be great. I could be a chariot for the divine presence. I could be in control of my horse. V'yer, v'yer, that's the cross, and he runs towards them. That he should say to himself, when am I going to get to the level of my great forefathers? I can do it too. 
Kane, Lemadregazu, a person who wants to get to that level as well, Leos Merkava, to become a chariot for Hashem. Mepesach HaOel, from the gate of the tent, Meoso Pesach, from that gate that we mentioned, from that little gate of just that, that little opening of wanting to get close, of wanting to lift yourself up, of wanting to become great, from there a person can actually run to get close to the highest level of your potential. All it takes is just wanting to get close. And that is the conclusion of the verse, Va'az and then he bowed down to the ground towards these, towards these travelers. And he says, what does that mean? The idea of bowing down means the idea of drawing towards, of, of drawing upon yourself. The idea of bowing is related to the concept of drawing something into your consciousness. That he brings this consciousness into the arts, the land that represents your lower level, your animalistic desires, into the physicality of this world. As we've mentioned many times, that this is the goal of Judaism. And this is what we learn from Abraham, from the whole idea of circumcision, to take our most base physical animalistic desires and channel them to lift them up, to elevate them. And that's that's the, how the verse concludes, that you're able to then draw down and lift up the physicality within yourself. So that's the message that the Morinayim is teaching us, the Rav Nachum Nachum of Chernobyl is teaching us, that even when we find ourselves disconnected from God, God is still revealing himself to us. And all it takes is a small thought of wanting to be close that can lift up your entire self and transform your life so i want to add in one idea that it's very interesting to note that this whole lesson that we're learning comes out of the story of avraham after he circumcised himself so the torah teaches that this is this takes this event takes place on the third day after the bris which is the most painful day and on that day avraham has this revelation of these three angels and perhaps the lesson for us is that a lot of times we find ourselves in places of weakness. We find ourselves having fallen. But a lot of times these, these fallings can take place immediately after we did something great. Immediately after a circumcision, Avram just gave the greatest act of self-sacrifice, desire to come close to God. And then he finds himself three days later in a state of weakness, in a state of rebellion, in a state of disconnection. A lot of times when we try to grow close, the end result is that we feel farther. And that's all part of the process because true closeness is recognizing that our true potential. And sometimes in order to get to our true potential, we have to go through challenges and tests. It's really, that really is the connection. The connection takes place in the times when we feel the farthest. That's what real growth is all about, is picking ourselves up and overcoming despite the challenges. Perhaps that's the message that we're learning here is even though Avram tried to come close to God through his bris, he ended up feeling even farther. And the message is that in those moments, Hashem is still calling out, come close to me. And all you have to do is listen to that voice.